to another episode of not your normal books my name is Callan. how are you guys doing today i am doing good though i'm doing this very late on saturday so it's about 9 p.m uh i have been basically procrastinating since i got home from work around 6 30 um and I know I have to go to bed soon because I have to be back at work at 6.30 in the morning. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it's been a fun weekend. Um, <laughs> Anyhow, okay, so, um, so, so last Saturday, um, <laughs> I had a, uh, um, a friend's party to go to and it was basically it was um kind of like a hey we're gonna get together kind of party where we're gonna just watch uh scary movies and I'm just like all right yeah let's do this so um I can say for the first time ever I have seen the original Nightmare on Elm Street I've never seen it before I will say um taking an edible and watching it makes it so much better I and I'd like okay so I watched the first part of it I was sober the second part of it I had the full body buzz with the edible but it was so it's I I truthfully I don't know why I was so scared of the movie or scared of the movie yeah um I think it's because like I am not a big fan of the horror genre in 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 general, and it wasn't. I it might have been because of the um, special effects that the movie had that made it just like so easy for me to be able to watch and also to fall asleep without any nightmares. That was. That was nice to to be able to sleep with no nightmares. Um, so, but have I attempted to watch any more of them? No. But, oh well. Um, so, we are going to get into our book. This will probably be a very short and sweet episode due to my procrastination. Having to go to bed soon. And still needing to edit this once I'm done. So, the book that we have this week is Smoke and Ash. Nope. Sorry. Wrong book. Smoke and Mirrors by Crystal Ash. Our characters are Melody, Connor, Razvan, Hunter, Rena, and Rue. Melody wakes up from a dream where she was a shifter stuck in a cage. Connor... And and we find out that Connor's legs have been hurting him and, and, and 
basically it's like the nerves in his legs to where they're in hit where they're hitting in his prosthetics is just um they're very like inflamed and 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 everything else so it's just been hurting him lately and we also find out that the prosthetics that he has are the same ones that he was given when uh he was discharged from the hospital so that was three years ago so um from from what i gathered um uh uh if if you have a prosthetic it has to be like readjusted every couple years or you have to get new ones um i should really just like google this so then i just don't like sound like i'm i am right now with making shit up prosthetics okay so so a well-made prosthetic can last anywhere from a few months to a few years so three years about the average and um and i i did also look up what happens if you wear a prosthetic for too long and it seems like um it can cause chronic swelling discoloration A, an aggressive overgrowth of abnormal skin tissue at the end of the limb. So right now it seems what Connor is is having is the um it's a swelling. So with that swelling uh, if if you if you injure yourself in any way, most of what's going to happen is where you injured yourself it's going to swell so connor's just in that constant state of swelling and he has to keep on doing shows so it's not like he can just stop and try to recuperate for a couple weeks before uh going back in and you know he hasn't had um any adjustments or any tweakings and that and it seems like something that that needs to be done or needs to be checked every couple months to a couple years. And he said, and we'll get to this later in the book, but he basically said that, you know, he was given all the help, he, uh, all the help that the U uh, S military would give him and then just, just shipped him off. Um, and, you know, Melody asks, well, can't we get new ones? And he goes, yeah, I can get new ones. But in order to do that, I would have to sell the RV and become homeless. And 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 I can understand where, where Connor's coming from in this. Because, you know, a lot of us, even after COVID and, and still maybe before COVID like we're in a constant state of can i afford this am i able to do this like for me personally i have to i have to think after i pay bills after i buy groceries after i get gas 
do I have enough funds to be able to do anything afterwards? And a lot of it sometimes comes down to with, especially with this podcast, after after all that, will I have enough funds to get uh, this new piece of equipment that I need? I recently changed to a different computer and I had to make sure that I were was going to be able to uh, afford that while on top of all my other bills and groceries. So yeah, I understand how how Connor feels in this instance. Um, Hunter comes over the next morning and he's got boar meat with him. And Connor tells, and when Connor tells her from inside the RV that he has coffee, uh, when when she goes in there the first thing he asks is if hunter's asked her out yet she's kind of taken back by this but connor reassures her that he's okay with her seeing them both now hunter does ask her this and you know she says yes and they go and they walk around the carnival see all the other attractions because this isn't something that she's really done before um due to just constantly always working figuring out what's going on and and with the shows and everything else during the date uh they walk past this fortune teller named madam themby who tells melody that she that both herself and melody are shamans now i know that shaman can mean a couple different things in different cultures but in this aspect of the book what a shaman means is that it's a human with magical abilities that are gifted to them by another shaman now those abilities are able to um sense shifters and other shaman as well and we learned some more abilities, but those are like the two ones that always get passed down. Now, there's certain abilities that can be given to um, shift or given to shaman that don't always go towards other ones. And we'll get that. We'll get more into that as the books come. Um, but we learned that the vivid dreams that she's been having aren't dreams but visions from shifters whether they're the past or the present this date after like learning this and they're still talking to madam themby um the date turns a little sour and this is because one of the dreams that she's had it was uh, Melody dreaming that she was Hunter's mate and she saw what had happened to his mate and knew at the time that she was pregnant and you know this it, it gets them into a funk but it and it does take them a little while for them to get out of this funk but they do um they just start, they do, and they do that by starting to have fun again. Um, they're going on rides, they're walking around, they're talking. Um, and, and a lot of what they're talking about is what they just learned. But here's the thing. Um, 
they go on the ferris wheel and you know they talk a little bit and but while they're talking they also share their first kiss after the ride they're walking and melody senses raz and she realizes what that pulling sensation is now that she's a shaman it's hey there's a shifter nearby and i'm being pulled to him and and since she's since she has sensed this shifter before she knows who it is so he walks over to them and he just wants to talk to her but she's just like i don't want to talk to you and and she doesn't want to hear anything he has to say and we found out in the last book that raz has deep trust issues due to what had happened to him and we'll learn some more about that as we go um but melody says to him that she was wrong to trust him and and this makes raz snap like this and he says something that instantly puts hunter on edge where raz ends up leaving and you know even with him leaving it doesn't make her feel any better later in bed melody can't sleep she's got connor uh passed out right beside her and you know she's just thinking about her shaman powers and the animal that she dreamed in the cage and while she's thinking about this connor is startled awake and he he's just like are you okay she goes yeah why she goes and connor's just like i swear to god it sounded like a, a this huge animal was in bed with me like he heard growling and 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 stuff like that and he he literally thought like a bear or or some sort of big cat got into uh had somehow gotten into the rv Um, there's a day where they get into this, uh, well, hold on, time out. Um, Connor first thinks that he's losing it, but, um, Melody's just like, no, this is what we found out today. So this is probably like a shaman power that is, um, presenting itself. Um, like a day late, day or so later, they get into this, huge argument um as we know melody came from a house where her mother had abused both drugs and alcohol and she comes in and she sees connor has a bottle of whiskey and a bottle of pills this might have actually been the same night i i i don't remember but um but he had mixed those two together and and this is because his legs were paining him so badly he just wanted relief from it but she tells him right away that she will not call 911 because someone else she loves had overdosed and so he realizes kind of what 
they they never talked about kind of where she lived before she left um but this is kind of giving the picture of it and so um he opens up the window throws it all out um and it's just like i won't do it again but the next morning he is in so much pain that when they actually try to find the pills the pills are gone so they're thinking that someone had nicked them um while they're out in the lawn so melody finds out that raz is the one who had given the pills to connor so she goes over there and she's trying not to get into an argument with him um and and she had realized that you know the way that she had talked to him and everything was wrong like she was taking out her her own issues and insecurity and well not so much insecurity but like her issues with how Raz had treated uh Allie on on him which is 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 what she grew up with with the men that constantly came into their lives and and used their mother and used her mother um Raz tells her that this is all that what he has is all that he has left it's not the same thing that he had before but it'll still get the job done and that he's doing this for Connor and not her it's time for the performance and the new pills that Connor has um are are working uh he starts warming up but soon he starts to feel some pain so it just what had happened was most likely the pain pills were not uh, high of a dose as the other ones that he was having that he was taking and so um the relief of those did not last as long but you know he's just like i can power through it we need money i can do this um so connor's the first one to perform and you can and and watching the performance like melody can see that something is wrong um connor is changing up some of his routine and and he's not landing his flips as well as he used to and if you're in the audience watching for the first time you don't see anything wrong but as connor goes to do his final flips you see him kind of in the middle of a flip go limp and that has to be one of the scariest things to witness um melody goes running out um nigel the owner of the carnival calls an ambulance um and and what Melody's doing is she's trying to get him to wake up. He is out cold. She's trying to get him to wake up. And soon there is like someone's pulling her away from Connor and she's yelling, like, don't touch me. No, no, no. Um, and that ends up being Raz. And he does that so the EMTs can work on him. Um, when they get to the hospital, they're told that Connor's getting x-rays and some other tests done on him. Uh, when Melody's asking uh, all about uh, um, asking for any information, they're just like, well, are you Victoria? 
that is a name that is on his emergency contact list. And she's just like, no, they aren't together anymore. Um, and they're just like, oh, okay. But she, but, but Melody is actually able to answer some questions with the doctor. Um, and he asked her, like, is he taking any pen, uh, med or pain meds? And she said, yes. I just have a prescription for them. No. Do you know what he was taking? No. Um, kind of things like that. And, and he's just like, can you tell me what had happened? And she's just like, he's been having some pain with his prosthetics. Um, he also suffers from PTSD. So he was more stressed with that as well. Um, so they're, they tell her that she's actually able to see Connor, but they're going to keep him overnight for some more observations and everything, but he's sleeping right now. Uh, so that night they go back to the carnival grounds and she just, um, sleeps in between both Raz and Hunter. Um, this is just for comfort. She doesn't want anything else. Um, Hunter takes the kids to the den before he goes to um to stay with Melody and Raz. So the next day they go back to the hospital, and when Melody gets there, um, she finds that Connor is awake, but talking to this blonde woman. And now this woman happens to be Victoria, or as he calls her, Vicky, and he also calls Vicky Dollface. But usually uh, Connor calls Melody babe, but he calls her Mel instead. So she's just like, oh no, what the fuck is going on? So um, Melody's asking like, who is this? And Vicky is just like, I'm his fiance. And um, since Connor had never changed his emergency contact, um, it is, it has just been Vicky for the last couple of years. So we're, we go back in time just a little bit and we see this through Connor's perspective where he's, he's woken up and, um, the doctor tells him that he's going to do what he can to help him and just to give him a little bit. And, and what I mean by help him is, like, see if there's any way he can help him get, like, new prosthetics or, or, or anything like that. Um, but in the meantime, Connor has a visitor. And this, and that visitor is Vicky. And so they get into this, this argument. Um, basically, like, what are you doing here? Um, you are engaged. I can tell by the rock on your finger. Um, and and he even tells her, I'm seeing someone. And she's a little taken aback by this. She goes, well, I thought that we could like get back together and try. And he wants nothing to do with her. And he even yells at her, you left me. After I got back from being blown up, you left me because I was half the man I used to be. Which is so fucking shitty, right? 
And it's during this argument that Mel comes in and and that she hears Connor call Vicky Dollface and things really take a turn when Vicky calls Melody trailer trash. And Connor has Vicky thrown out, but the damage is already done. Melody has always been um, self-conscious of of kind of where she grew up and how she grew up. Um, she it seemed like she was picked on at school for it, um, and and it it didn't seem like her home life was really great either. Hunter and Raz are at the hospital uh, with them and they kind of stop talking when they see Melody and Raz stays with Mel and Hunter goes talk to Connor and this is after they see Vicky walk past them. When Hunter goes in he's just like what the fuck happened and Connor tells him but then tries to but then goes on to say you know you should take Melody you should take your kids and just take Raz and just go and forget about me. And they're just like, we can't talk to you right now. So it's the next morning, um, Hunter and Mel are talking about Connor. And and it comes up on um, um, on what he said and and so and and what Connor had said and how, you know, things is dumb. And this is all happening while Melody is taking a bath and this bath turns into her trying to run to the hospital naked and then her and hunter are having this moment together but raz interrupts it but it then becomes uh a, a threesome so she makes sure that both guys are okay with it beforehand and they are and you can see a little bit of a um attraction between raz and hunter but nothing gets acted on it but this is also when we find out that shifters don't have to use condoms with humans because they cannot get a human pregnant and if i remember this correctly they also cannot um uh give anyone an std like i think it's something like their body runs at such a high temperature that it burns off any sort of infection they could get something like that so they're finally ready to go to the hospital but they're not going to go until that night and um reason for it is after their sexcapades they're just wiped out and they sleep through most of the day um but after after like they wake up and get ready to the, go to the hospital and everything you see hunter become very cold towards uh, Melody and Raz and so that night um, Hunter goes and gets his kids and goes to the hospital while Raz is going to fly Melody to the hospital 
and dragon form. Like, how fucking fun would that be just to, like, sit on, like, a dragon shifter and, like, fly in the air? It'd be terrifying. It'd be fun. Okay, new question. Which would be more fun? Flying on a dragon shifter? Flying on a hippogriff? Or, or if you want to throw a third option, a terrestrial, or a fourth option, gargoyle. God damn it! There's so many things that can fly. Oh, which would be more fun? I don't know. Which one? The real question is going to be: Which one is going to be the hardest to fall off of and die? I guess more research has to go into that one. And when I say research, I mean just staring into space for four hours, thinking about it, and then coming up with a, an answer and then going over that again for another four hours. Yes, those are how, those are how my work days go. Anyhow, um, while they're flying, um, Melody realizes I can talk to Raz while he is in his dragon form through my mind. So this is a a gift that I think it's called Speak? It's Speaker Talk. I can't remember which one. Um and when they get to the hospital, nothing has defrosted with um, with Hunter at all. When Melody gets to Connor's room, they, you know, they talk about their relationship and how Mel doesn't want to get to end. And the screaming match kind of ensues between them. And and after a little bit, I think Connor finally gets where Melody's coming from. And so Connor realizes, you know, she loves me as much as I love her. And, you know, I have to be, she's not going to leave me for anything. Because I think that's kind of what Connor might have been used to in his past of, of, people leaving um the doctor comes in and tells him that you know he has some good news and this good news is that he has an old colleague that runs a non-profit that wants to help connor and he's just like okay what kind of non-profit so this non-profit helps disabled vets and has counselors that specialize in PS, uh, PTSD, but the only catch in this is that he's in Georgia. So the only, and, and they realize that there's going, and he's told, you know, there's no cost um, to Connor or Melody whatsoever. And this is almost too good to be true. And it's talked over and it's decided that they're going to go to Georgia. And Connor is really fucking starting to wonder what the hell's going on with Hunter. Because 
even though Hunter agreed to go to Georgia, it's like he did it very reluctantly. Um, Hunter's going to drive the RV with the kids and Connor, while Raz is going to drive his truck with Melody for the first few hours. And then uh, afterwards, she's going to go into the RV with the others. And it just gets super awkward. Melody ends up connecting with a shifter through her mind and tells them that she's traveling closer to them or closer to him and uh, she wants to help but they tell her that um, they don't know if she'll make it in time before they're disposed of. And then it's the end of book three. I, in in this book alone, it it doesn't focus so much on, um, kind of how the last two books were, where it was very focused on, um, like saving someone and and everything else like this. This was more focused on the relationship aspect and and you know building a relationship trying to, and and keeping that a relationship afloat while also basically starting two new relationships and and i kind of like how that is where you get to see i i it with a lot of these books that i've read um you see where you know when when the female main characters start a relationship with multiple multiple male characters, it seems like all at once everyone's on board, everyone's good to go. With this, you have a little resistance of it, and and I like that. I like that. Yes, here's the thing. Yes, they're all on board, but one of them is resistant to it, not because. He doesn't want to share, but because he doesn't think that he's good enough. I don't remember the last book that I read where it was a male character that thought that. It was always like the female character that thought that they weren't good enough for the others. So, yeah. It's kind of nice to have that, that role reversal. And you see all these characters come together and and form their own little family but you i mean i am starting to wonder what the fuck is going on with hunter and obviously if you've read the books you know what's going on with them but if you haven't i mean it's gonna once you learn the reason why it's going to kind of um It, let's just say if you haven't read the books and you don't know why Hunter is is acting the way that he is now, I don't know if it'll be what you're thinking right now is is kind of how I'm going with that, yeah. Because I remember reading this for the first time and when it came to that, I'm just like, what? No. And, uh, yeah. Um... I'm I'm excited for the next book. I know that I said that there are seven books in this. Um, we're only going to do six of them. The seventh book is an extended epilogue. 
So if you guys want to read that on your own, go right ahead. I'm not going to cover that. So, yeah. So with that all being said and done, I will see you guys all next week. Oh, 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 no, no. Time out, time out, time out. Follow me on Instagram at not your normal books at gmail dot or not your normal at not your normal books. Okay. Email me at not your normal books at gmail.com. Uh thoughts, feelings, book suggestions, anything like that. Do it. Uh okay. Now I'll see you guys all next week. <laughs>